I'm Chad Rutherford. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Today, we're going to be talking about The Bunker, a game that was developed by Splendy Games, published by Wales Interactive, and was released in 2016 on Windows, LSX, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. Uh, but if, first, if you give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, so... I want to get something, some <laughs> new information out up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is a game, an FMV game. Mm-hmm. Adventure game. Yeah. Very little, we'll get into why it has very little in terms of the actual adventuring that uh-huh. happens. But uh, I found out literally today, on the day of recording, mm-hmm. that there is a game <laughs> coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. called Amnesia colon The Bunker. I also found out about this today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when looking up the information. Which is funny because we just, we talked about Amnesia, the game, mm-hmm. that that is a sequel to, and have maybe caused some unnecessary confusion with this one. <laughs> uh, but that is not that game. In fact, in... Most likely, these will be two extremely different games. Though I don't know much about Amnesia the Bunker just yet. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, <laughs> if you came here looking for that game, oop- oopsie. Get out. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> uh, but do leave a like and subscribe on the way out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Bunker. Uh, we played this game a couple of weeks ago. Uh a couple of months ago? I don't remember how long it's been. I, I, it feels more recent than that to me. I would have said like a week and a half ago. It was... Dude, let's go with two weeks. But yeah, we'll it doesn't matter. Two. We yeah. played it a bit ago. <laughs> uh, and when we were deciding what to put in for No Clip Pocket, we were like, oh yeah, that's a game we already played. Mm-hmm. So let's just do that real fast. and <laughs> kick that one out. Because mm-hmm. uh, it meant that we didn't have to spend time on it when there were other things. Uh, I did ended up end up spending time on the game uh, today, in that I rewatched the entire game, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> there's a lot actually more to talk about than I maybe thought, uh, which is good. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I was sort of sweating this one potentially. Right. Uh, so this is a, a an FMV game, full motion video, uh, that is. It follows a, a, a narrative, and you occasionally interact in order to move the story forward in a sort of... It, with the amount of interaction that you might assign to turning the page in a book. Mm-hmm. Very simple, just press a button sort of things to move on. And then there are a few choice moments in it. Mm-hmm. Not moments that are like, mm, chef's kiss, <laughs> perfect. Like, moments where you make a decision. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I guess one thing I wanted to talk about uh, up top is, unless I'm forgetting something, I don't feel like I've played a modern FMV game. Most FMV games I've played were made in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, it definitely, I think, gives it a different feel. Like, this game feels a lot more like you're just playing through an indie movie yeah or something um it i feel like it definitely feels different than uh fmv used to feel yeah it feels different than realms of the haunted yeah 
Uh, yeah, and it seems like more... I don't even... There's nothing we've talked about that I would say that this is more similar to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it isn't, really. This or is a like different Night kind trap. of thing. <laughs> Night Trap is what I was going to say. In that, like, it feels more like the actual narrative was being paid the most attention to. Mm-hmm. More so than any other element of the game. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and honestly, like, one of the things to to note about this, like, before we go anywhere with it, is if there's a selling point to this game, which I don't know how you're going to shake out on this, but, like, Uh when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of how I feel about this game is, I'm pretty medium on it, but I think that it's... It is a low enough barrier to entry that it's kind of an interesting thing to look at, especially if you haven't seen real people walking around on your screen in a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, The production value on this game is actually just way higher than you would expect it to be. Yeah. For several reasons. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like they may have had actual access to a real bunker. Like a nuclear... uh, (laughs) Shelter bunker. Uh, I don't know if that is strictly actually true, Mm -hmm. but I will say that the sets are probably, like, the single most impressive thing about this game. Yeah. I do believe that you're correct that they had to have had access to something (laughs) uh, that at least resembles a bunker. Yeah. Yeah. I would go so far as to say probably, yes, an actual bunker. (laughs) But they also have props and things that they've made it up with that really nail it into the sort of, like, time period that, like, presumably the game takes place, like, modern day. Yeah, it's like an alternate history thing where, like, the Cold War resulted in nuclear war. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. It became a hot... Yeah, it became a very hot war. Yeah, afterward. Um... (laughs) And then a Cold War again when it entered nuclear winter. Of course. Yeah. The, 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 such are the ways of war. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's hot, then it's cold. It's yes, then it's no. no. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> the USSR. Mm-hmm. So, then it's Russia. Anyway, uh, that, yeah, and, and they, they managed to use props to nail down, like, the idea of, like, they went underground 60 years ago. Or however long it's been. The your character is think is thirty. Mm-hmm. Like he was born in the bunker and is thirty in the present day. That of like what you're playing. So I think yeah, it's thirty years after. Yeah. So yeah. So you've been under for th- for thirty years, and I think with that, like taking that into account, the the settings, the sets, and the setting mm-hmm. <laughs> mesh well. Uh, the sets and the set dressing. Exactly. It's, I don't know, I was going to make some kind of joke <laughs> about ranch or something. I got nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I guess one thing that I found interesting is I think this game sets up its narrative well. It's an intriguing idea. It's like a character who's been born in this bunker and um, it doesn't know anything outside of it. And it you're the when you start you're the only one alive and your mother is on her deathbed right and it it starts out with this um you're going through like his daily routine like he just does the same thing every day and this really reminded me of um broken age the double fine adventure game Mm -hmm. there's a part in the beginning of that um when you're playing as the male character 
uh, where you're going through a routine and like the puzzle to it is that you have to realize that it is a puzzle and you have to break out of the routine. And it really felt like it was setting up for something like that to me. Um, And I think it's really interesting. Um, Like it really, like I found like it to be really intriguing and like there was some kind of like greater mystery or like there were going to be more puzzles is how it felt at the start. And it ended up not being like that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of disappointingly so. I think that this game could have... Like, when we talk about this, this is going to be so much more film criticism than we would typically do. (laughs) Yeah. Because the interactivity of this game is so low. Yeah, so if you are a fan of, like, visual novels... Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's much more... You're just playing through a narrative... But even more so than a visual novel, you are following m- much more of a set path. Yeah. It's it's like, it doesn't have those characteristics of the sort of choose-your-own-adventure-style genre, and is more of a straightforward narrative that only has a couple of diverging points. Yeah, there's like a little bit of an element of like exploration and like mapping out a space. Yeah. Yeah, the movement and the fact that they're collectibles are mm. the things that I would say most make this feel... Like, it has the interface of essentially a point-and-click game. Yeah. And you use that interface to go into different rooms, and you can find things and actually... Uh, yeah, that environmental storytelling. Right, which is good. And they incentivize it with the collectibles. You'll stumble across things that you wouldn't have on Yeah, like the little figurines. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember if they're like soap figurines or wood carvings. <laughs> they or... are wood carvings. Yeah, like he like whittles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he talks at one point about how he would take wood from like some room and it like made it all sort of come into focus to me that this kid just like learned whittling, which is a thing that no one <laughs> has done in a hundred years. Maybe he had a book about it or something. That's true. It wasn't a very good book because yeah. all of his toys look the same. Yeah, but it does it does seem like he only had three books, which were Treasure Island, <laughs> yeah, the, the Bible, and like some kind of tech technical manual. Yeah, I forget exactly what it is, yeah. but it is just a tech manual. Yeah, and like that even feels interesting to me at the to bring it back around like Mm -hmm. the top they give you the choice of like what book you're gonna read to your mom on her deathbed she like uh, i don't remember she asks you to read to her or if he just thinks that would be a nice thing to do um but yeah and i was like oh i wonder if this will like affect anything or like it's gonna like inform the character like you know his personality or something i don't know right um but yeah i think it just sets up a lot of intrigue and the story itself is interesting and has elements of mystery to it, but it doesn't quite deliver uh, like a mystery like on the kind of level of like a Broken Age or like a mystery right. game or yeah. like a nine 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 or something that has like a, hi- a heightened like misdirects and left turns and is more focused on that kind of stuff. Yeah, it it has the sort of twists in it that are good in film, Mm -hmm. because that is primarily what this game is. 
and not the kind that are good for players of a video game. <laughs> yeah. Because if you play a game that has a mystery in it, you want the satisfaction of being able to put the pieces together yourself. Mm-hmm. And this wants to tell a more shocking story. So while there are elements that obviously you can figure out because the breadcrumbs are there, uh, there's a <laughs> there mostly it is just on rails and it'll reveal things as they become relevant. I think... The biggest example of which is, and now we're going to go into spoilers, by the way. So if you haven't played it and you want to watch a movie, but also click a few buttons um, because it sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. To continue with the dumb thing I said on a recent episode, uh, this is a good hanging out game. Yeah. If you want to like play something with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think you, 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 pull, you get some beers out. Mm-hmm. You sit around, you watch this, and somebody takes the reins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so most notably, I think the uh, the jar of chemicals that your mother uses to kill the remaining people in the base is it it jumps pretty quickly from like oh she's using chemicals for something to like two minutes later being like she killed everyone <laughs> the whole base has been murdered mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is shocking like in the moment and it, um, amazingly is not the end of the game there it does continue from there for a little bit yeah uh but at the time like there's not really a good way for you to put those pieces together uh at least from a casual viewing especially mm-hmm. in the context of a game where you might be trying to figure stuff out based on entirely other elements of the plot yeah like i i did not refresh on the story uh <laughs> and we did play it like at least two weeks ago so i'm trying to remember like i felt like the mom definitely came off as suspicious and i know she set up the son or the main character to like survive yeah, but I, I I did not remember her specifically killing everybody, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, to to do a rehash of the plot because I imagine a lot of the people who are listening to this probably don't really have any intention of playing the game. Right. Um. So if you if you're here and that's you, we knew about it. Wink, wink. You couldn't get <laughs> you, you couldn't get one past me. Yeah. Uh. See, in my head, it, it's more the way I rem- would have probably remembered it is that she foresaw or knew about some kind of, like, uh, I don't know, leak or something wrong mm-hmm. with the bunker that what would kill everybody. And instead of trying to save everyone, which she knew she couldn't do, she was going to make sure that her son would live. Oh, it's they, they only had enough resources for one person to survive for 30 years. Or for everybody to survive, like, I don't know, like, two or something. Yeah, I think, the if I remember the specifics correctly, the base, uh, which is being run by a guy who is very much a, let's keep the information from people, we don't want them to panic, and then eventually they'll just die and we won't have to worry about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, a, a classic, like, Sergeant McBad guy. Yeah. Well, he's got. We'll talk about him. Yeah, I, yeah. I like his character, and I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But he is trying to keep under wraps the fact that they, due to circumstance, unforeseen circumstances, they need to stay in the bunker for thirty years, and they have the enough food and resources to last for fourteen months. Right. Right. So, in an effort to keep her son alive 
and I guess out of just a sheer disdain for everybody else on the <laughs> planet, uh, <laughs> she organizes a way to kill the rest of them so that he could maintain all the resources himself. All right, yeah. And then imbues in him this idea of the routine so that he doesn't go into the lower levels, which are contaminated yeah. with radiation. So he doesn't leave, yeah. Right. That's Yeah, it's all coming back now. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that is the plot synopsis, essentially. Your player character has very little agency, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because it is the p- player character, <laughs> but it, it makes a lot of sense of the in the story. story. Yeah. Right. Jinx. Nice. I'll go get a Coke for you. <laughs> <sighs> the crisp, refreshing taste of Coca-Cola. Anyway... Uh, you know what else has a crisp, refreshing taste? What's that? Uh, baked beans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, part of this guy's routine... This is a very small detail that is unavoidable. Uh-huh. Uh, part of his routine is to eat dinner, which makes sense. Uh-huh. You gotta eat to live. Uh, and he has, like, several canned goods that he can choose from, but I guess he just always eats beans. And he eats those beans while sitting on a toilet. And, like, I can see casually sitting on a toilet because you're in a survival bunker and there's not a whole lot of places to rest. Mm -hmm. But he's sitting on the toilet with his pants down. (laughs) Eating the beans. Eating the beans. As if they just go right through his digestive (laughs) system. Or he's got his schedule synced up that way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's... Something that like seems like it couldn't not be a joke, <laughs> uh, like something that's supposed to be funny. Because even like the way he's sitting is like very humorous. Like he's like as if he's actively shitting almost. Yeah. Like he's like you know slumped down with his uh, elbows on his knees. Um, Just eating a blank. Yeah, can but of it, beans. but it's so it's so matter of fact though. Yeah. Like, as if it's, like, supposed to be referencing something. Like, you know, you eat beans on the toilet in a, in a bunker. You know, like, it's it feels really weird tonally. <laughs> Did you miss that day of bunker <laughs> etiquette training? Yeah, like, obviously you eat the beans on the, on the crapper. It's the only possible place to eat the beans. Yeah. And it's just real weird. It's implied that he also has, like, peaches or whatever, like, canned yeah, like other canned, canned corn foods. or yeah, something. Yeah, corn. But just, they only ever show me in beans mm-hmm. They only day. filmed the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, food. <laughs> and he even makes a kind of, he's like, oh, boring old beans again. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I uh, don't know why I just now thought of this, but I'm pretty sure the main actor uh, was in the Hobbit correct, movies. Correct, yeah. Which is just a fun fact. That is what I was looking up at the very beginning of this episode, because I wanted to be able to pull it out. As I thought about him sitting on the toilet, you know, I just imagined his face very clearly. Yeah, and it's amazing because his face <laughs> is not very clear on his own IMDb page. Uh, is he wearing, like, the dwarf makeup from The Hobbit? <laughs> boy, he sure is. Uh, yep, yeah, I... <laughs> I was pretty sure he was that dwarf. Yeah. So. He played. He is recognizable, kind of. Yeah, he played Ori in The Hobbit. His name is Adam Brown. Uh, and he is one of three actors that are credited that have a, like, a photo on IMDb mm. showing that they have done some amount of work. Yeah. Um, and and I say that not to disparage the rest of the actors in the in the game, because... You can tell that the fact that some of them had done any work at all has put them, 
like head and shoulders and probably the rest of them over literally any other FMV game I've ever played. Yeah. The acting in this is good. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's like the the what I said uh, uh, at the beginning, like it just feels like an indie movie. Yeah. That is also a video game. <laughs> uh yeah, like they it it feels like they had an actual like movie studio and crew and everything in addition to being a development studio and you know yeah like they were new actors that they could cast in it and et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. and they had like a budget for all that stuff yeah it's actually well done yeah just shockingly so uh and i think it's 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 honestly shocking just because of the association that you have with FMV. Yeah, you expect them to not have budget for that and to like have to hire people who are like in uh like acting programs who mm-hmm. like need to boost their resume or whatever <laughs> who are acting in the FMV. Yeah, it's how you get people like Steve from Harvester yeah. <laughs> in your game. Who and and it's funny because like a lot of the times they're those actors who we really like. The guy from uh, fucking Tales of, er, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Tell, like the guy yeah, from um, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, <laughs> Realms of the Haunting. Yeah, yeah. The guy from Realms of the Haunting. That it they feel like these iconic performances in a cheesy kind of way, and that's what we like about them. But when you come to something like this where it's done well. The result for me, anyway, and we'll we'll converse, mm-hmm. uh, is like a almost an uncanny valley situation where I'm now starting to question how necessary the interactivity was, mm-hmm. uh, if that is the novelty that would have sold it, because like this is a movie that I probably wouldn't have paid to see. Mm-hmm. And it is a game that I wouldn't pay to play, but having both of them together added sort of a, just this like weird nuance to it that I was like, I want to see how this pans out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it definitely, it just, it feels like a different thing than what you're used to thinking of FMV as, I think. Like, it doesn't have the same charm is the 90s stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, 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 I also kind of don't know how to feel about it. Um, I, I think if the game treated itself as more of a game, mm-hmm. I think it would be a big positive. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's so much of just, like, a linear story that I think, yeah, it does kind of feel like it probably should have just been a movie. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people say that disparagingly to games that just, like, have too many cutscenes or something, or, like, uh, take more... Like uh, a Kojima game? Yeah, like a Kojima. I hear that, I've heard that since I basically was old enough to read, because I was a Metal Gear fan for mm-hmm. a long time, and a lot of people... Just, oh, yeah, could you make half, it a movie yeah. again? Hour and a half cutscene. We're like, just make a movie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but for in this case, it's like, yeah, I I think 
it shouldn't have just been a movie because I, I don't think that this is a movie is outstanding enough to, to do anything, mm. but this as a game, if they had leaned more into it, then I think it would have, I think it would be a much more interesting thing. It yeah. still is interesting. Um, but then I also found out today that this publishing company, uh, sells a bundle on Steam with 11 of these. Oh, wow. So there are apparently 11, at least, uh, of this type of, like, lightly interactive narrative films, all from the same production company. You get them for, like, 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, it, it's weird, too, because, like, I, I don't know. I really like interactive stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe more than like the average stereotypical video game player. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I, I just the fact that it is a like interactive movie, I think, is interesting. Um, and kind of like what you're saying, it's kind of hard to describe. But like, as if it was just a movie it would be not very notable, but just like the fact that it's packaged as a game makes it seem like three times more interesting. Right. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but um, it's another weird thing that I was thinking about. Um, it also kind of reminds me, even though it's like much more high quality, but like of like old TV um, in a way that like, I remember like in elementary school, for some reason, the music slash, computer teacher would always play movies um yes. very often she had like a whole like thing of them behind her desk and i just remember like she had all these weird like cheap movies that feel like they were like made real like scrappily and like when like more like smaller movie studios used to or not but t- television studios used to be more common mm-hmm. um like a town might just have one that they do like local stuff in um and I don't know, they just feel like very Wild West, like very, yeah, I guess it's scrappy and very like... Very tomes and talismans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very tomes and talismans, very like handcrafted and like we're just doing the best we can and like really trying. And there's like something endearing about it. Yeah. And like FMV, I think, carries that with it, even <laughs> if it's done now and looks really good. Right. It's still like, yeah, like we were talking about, like they, I think, hit the lottery in that <laughs> they either had people who could make amazing sets or access to a real nuclear bunker to set the thing in, which I think adds so much like value to it. Yeah. 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 The production value is very, very good. Like, uh, I think. The honestly, the things that suffer the most in terms of like its actual presentation are uh, music and sound effects and the lighting. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and so, it's sound ex- effects are very hard. <laughs> it's exactly the things that you would expect to bring down like a local podunk production <laughs> as well, because it's like these are things that people specialize in. And those people don't just hang out in fucking northern Wales or wherever <laughs> this was filmed, mm-hmm. uh, necessarily. There could They could be there, but are you going to find somebody who's just, like, a grip in their spare time? Probably not. Like, so you do, you, you have to push what connections you have to get mm-hmm. something made on this low a budget. And uh, I, I do see that. I feel like, yeah, FMV is carrying the torch that 
PBS lit. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Uh, uh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about, sort of in the realm of haunting. Mm-hmm. God, it's it's, it's inescapable. <laughs> uh, in the realm of, like, what makes this... What surprised me about this game, I guess? The game is called The Bunker. And the thumbnail for the game is, like, the words The Bunker, like, the bottom third of the image. And then it is a silhouette of a guy in a gas mask holding an axe. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds... Is it The Thing? It is, like, The It thing. looks like The Thing poster. Mm-hmm. Or, like, My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it's, like, backlit. And, yeah. You know. Heavy backlighting. So, yeah, it's, it's completely obscured. It's just a pure silhouette. And it made me think that the game was going to be, like, much cheesier than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of shocking to me, but it it reminds me of those things that you would find that were really trying to sell the, like, hokey B-movie horror thing. And it's funny that this mimics its aesthetic so well in all of its advertising when the game itself is, I mean, it is almost definitionally a B-movie, but it is not uh, nearly as, like, schlocky and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But how do you think that this fares in terms of its sort of pedigree as a horror game? Um, I I mean, I guess it, it is one... Yeah, <laughs> but like I didn't really think of it that way, personally. Um, it, it it feels more like a mystery. Yeah, it's like like maybe sci-fi. Um, but yeah, it just kind of feels like a drama mystery. Yeah, because most of the story itself is told through flashback. Yeah, or maybe like weird fiction, something some, along yeah. those lines. Uh. Yeah, like, it was weird to me because I was thinking about it for the, my whole, like, rewatch of the thing. Uh, not the... Never mind. We talked about the thing. <laughs> now I can't say those words anymore. Uh, for my entire rewatch of it, I kept thinking, like, was this scary? Like, did this try to be scary at points? And I was like, not really. It is more of a mystery. There's some, like, moments. <laughs> and then you get it's to like the suspenseful. last, like, ten minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And he, like, they, like, drag a corpse into a room, and then he crawls through it later when they're all skeletons. <laughs> and he, like, goes up some stairs, and he's attacked by ghosts, and they do a <laughs> bunch of jump scares. And I was like, where was all this, like, for the whole... <laughs> rest of the thing yeah they're like some eerie noises and like creeping around in dark spaces that can be a little bit tense uh but it went full like (laughs) halloween montage at the end and was crazy yeah um yeah like i I almost like kind of forgot about that (laughs) which i think speaks to the fact that like i feel like that's not to the extent that things do feel threatening or scary, like, that's not what it is. Right. It's more like the nuclear radiation and, like, the uh, <laughs> I have to escape this space. Yep. With, like, the ticking clock element. I hate to break it to you all skeletons, but you are not <laughs> as afraid... Uh, I am not as afraid of skeletons as I am yeah. of nuclear death. <laughs> not so spooky or scary anymore. <laughs> Uh, I would be remiss to not uh, mention that uh, earlier on in the game, when you're exploring and 
they have like you're, you're experiencing the environmental storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check this medical chart in the <laughs> medical bay. You sure can. And it's just like a list of like the patient's condition each day. Now on Wednesday it just says diarrhea, <laughs> but it's written as diarrhea Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, you know, nothing uh, more to say about that other than we thought that was super funny. <laughs> Explains why he always eats beans on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diarrhea Wednesday is the sequel to Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Diarrhea Wednesday is an official no clip holiday now. <laughs> we used to release Pocket on Wednesday. That's true. So that fell through pretty quick, though. It much like when you have yeah, bad it, diarrhea. Yeah, it ran right through us. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I also was struggling to figure out how I was going to shoehorn diarrhea Wednesday. Into I mean, the podcast. you just, just have to just have to say you it. You do just have to say it, uh, and we've said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game gives you a choice of ending. Yeah. And one of them is to leave, which is the obvious choice that it makes no sense that there's even another choice. Uh-huh. Uh, and in the leave ending, you open the door and the light shines on your face and you make a face that's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the stay ending, because the ghost of your mom is there and she's asking you to stay. Right. Uh, but unfortunately for her, the person actually controlling her son is not uh, a is is a, not is a son. real person yeah, yeah. And no one would choose to stay in the bunker that is being overtaken by radiation mm-hmm. uh and in that ending she says good boy and then the door closes and then the camera pans out uh so it felt like the choice of ending was entirely unnecessary <laughs> yeah it's like she did all of that stuff mm-hmm. to, so he would live why does she now then want him to stay and die? Well, notably, much like everyone else in the base, she is now a skeleton. Of course. On a bed. And so he, it, theoretically, he is the one who's convincing himself right. to stay. Right, yeah, it's like a psycho. But I don't know why thing. he would think that she would want him to stay, mm-hmm. either. Who knows? Well, I mean, he didn't know. Well, I guess he now knows about her plan. He, like, learns about it. Yeah. Or he has, like, a revelation about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking back, which is which is where the audience presumably will also learn about it as it quickly flashes through her reacting more negatively to things than it seemed like she was in the original scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else specific uh, really to talk about. Nope, me neither. Yeah. Frank and Bean thoughts. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't have come to that one, but I think it might be correct. Flatulent thoughts? Flatulent thoughts. Beans, beans, the magical thoughts. The more you think, the more of them you have. (laughs) So do you have any of those thoughts? Um, My... Franken-bean, flatulent, beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you think, the more of them you have thoughts are. Um, Yeah, this is exactly the kind of game that we just like to find and play. 
Um, so I had a good time with it. Um, it is, it does feel weird though. Like it doesn't have that like nineties FMV charm, but, uh, it does have its own surprising quality to it. Um, I do think like the setting of the bunker, it is an interesting setting. Like it has an interesting hook at the beginning, I wanted to explore the bunker and to uncover what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't let you explore or, like, kind of discover things for yourself as much. Um, and it's more about just telling, like, a specific linear story, which I do think uh, holds it back a little. Um, I think, it, yeah, it could have been more interesting to give you some more puzzles to solve or things to, you know, meaningful choices and et cetera. Um, so I, I think, I mean, I'm curious to check out, uh, you said they have like 11 <laughs> other games. Like yeah. I would definitely play another one. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a cool, uh, experiment or like, you know, it's something new. Uh, so it feels different. And I think they're, they ha- they're, they're onto something. They have something here. Um, if they can focus a little bit more on like the gameplay elements, uh, make it a little bit more interactive, uh, I would like to see that. Yeah. I think, um, nothing. I've never had a thought in my life. I think that pretty much what you said, uh, is the, is the correct thing. I think that this game with more of a focus on interactivity, which I understand before anybody comments about it, uh, please comment. Yeah. Also, after everyone comments about it. We do understand innately that adding additional interactivity means uh, exponentially increasing the like cost of making an FMV game because you do have to film different things for whatever, like for each branching path that you do. But I don't even necessarily think that what we mean is like, more interactivity in terms of, like, turn this into an actual adventure game with, like, a bunch of branching story decisions. It's more just, like, give the player more of a reason to spend time in the space and feel like they are actually learning. I mean... Yeah, like, maybe you could uncover story beats, like, non-linearly or... These are all great ideas. Et cetera. Like, things that you've already had filmed, and you can just sort of shuffle them around. Because as it stands, what you do in this game is sort of like, you read computer monitors and uh, some files and things, and those are your your big, like, background story things. And it really just, it could be, it's not bad. And it it just could be pushed a little bit more to make it really special, because... This doesn't have the charm of playing a bad FMV game, but it also doesn't make me extremely excited about the new thing that it's doing. So the bunker is a cool thing that doesn't excel enough to be like a hard recommend for me, nor does it fail enough for it to be a hard recommend for me. So it's more of a, this is one of the most, like, niche things. Like, if you were just interested in seeing, like, what if a 2012-era Netflix film was made into an interactive format, this is actually pretty neat. If you liked Bandersnatch, this is 
actually less interactive than that, but still, <laughs> like, it's in the same sort of genre. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you want to. Maybe wait. It's, I think it's like $15 normally, which isn't a huge asking price, but if I'm really underselling it, maybe you can wait till it's on sale. I don't know how much I paid for it. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think. I think pretty cool. Thank you for listening to Noclip this week. What are we talking about next time? That depends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, we are currently gearing up for an episode on uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and due to circumstances, we probably won't be able to record it until late in June. Mm-hmm. So... The next episode may be some kind of pocket filler in between now and when that episode comes out. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be, what are we calling it? Fucking Spooktember in July. (laughs) Uh, yes. Yes, our new, I assume, extremely temporary theme month (laughs) of Spooktember in July uh, <laughs> where we're going to be talking about some horror and horror-adjacent games. Yeah. Uh, and the first of those that we'll be doing that will succeed this episode, mm-hmm. if it is the next thing that comes out, uh, will be a sort of an epilogue, half-ish, uh, but we're going to be talking about the Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, which you might think that's not really pocket length, and I said <laughs> I fought so hard for this. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really. resist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we did already talk about four, so I thought you know mm-hmm. we'll just do like a quick one, talk about the updates. Uh, but anyway, until that time, which may be soon or late, we'll find out. Uh, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our Twitter account, our email address, the Discord server where you can suggest games for us to play or just talk about the games that we have played. Or talk about fucking whatever. Who cares? Uh, and you can find a link to our YouTube channel or listen to any of our old episodes, including... One's on Realms of the Haunting and Night Trap. Uh, and Hellblade has some FMV in it, surprisingly. <laughs> the Harvester. Harvester, yep, a classic. We've done more, but you'll have to look and find out. Ooh. Ooh. Alright, I gotta get to the bathroom because it's Wednesday. <laughs> Is it one? It's not. No. <laughs> No. I'm uh, just making Tuesday. a dumb joke. Yeah, you mean you're making a dump joke? I'm making a dump joke. Yeah, yes. there it is.